Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Cheers, Ben. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Sci Fi Sci under the Believe Podcast Network. It is indeed a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page as a family. Today for episode 105, we'll be discussing some road trips, 5G, and Woke Season 2, created by Keith Knight, because we watched Season 1 last time, and then we watched Season 2. But before we get started, we do want to shout out a couple of special people that made our lives that made and make our lives and our road trip and our everything just so much easier to continue bringing you content. That is the patrons, aka the country club. If you are looking to be a member of this luxurious club where we give you updates and all the good things, be sure to check out the Patreon link in the episode notes. Remember, you can give $1, $2, $5 a month. And when we finish creating and decorating this amazing new space that we have in LA we will be giving the patrons a first look at a home tour and those special people are Megan, Brittany Martin, Keila Jordan, Kendra Thompson, Stephanie, Tiffany, Brittany, Anora Banks and Ken Kenitha Brittman. Thank you so much patrons and every week we'll be shouting y'all out today. We uh, let clink these glasses one more time. We have successfully arrived and we are setting up shop in Los Angeles, our brand new home. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being patient with us. We know we did not get to record an episode last week. We was literally on the road and in and out of hotels and we we're here now. So anyway, Ben, how you doing, baby boy? You said you were going to give people a tour of the home. I, one of the things that Amber is going to give you a tour of are all these fucking decorative pillows. There's yes. so many. Amber sort of gets on my case about cluttering, and Amber likes to clutter a couch with decorative pillows. Why do you like decorative pillows so much? Decorative pillows warm the space. Pillows say, like, come sit on me. You're invited to lie here and rest here. You're going to need these pillows whenever we get into an argument, and then you're going to be like, oh, I obviously had to sleep on the couch tonight. And you're going to be like, great. Amber padded this couch with, with decorative pillows. pillows. I most certainly did. Sound like off, the pillows? listeners. Pillows suck, like decorative pillows, because you sit down, you're squ sort of squirming through the pillow. You're trying to find a, uh, like a spot to sit. They're sort of like big pimples for couches. Pillows no, are not. big pimples for couches. <laughs> patrons, we're going to ask the patrons, do you have decorative pillows in your home? Aren't they warming and comforting? You can make them seasonal. You remember the, uh, Starbucks actually bought me these pillows. So I, I got to get these pillows on somebody else's dime, which is the best way to get anything these days. So I'm going to put these pillows to use. These pillows are currently supporting my back. And Ben, you have a tendency of leaning back during the show. So actually... These pillows are going to have your back as well when you inevitably start slouching. I love well, you. I didn't slouch during the road trip. I took my responsibility seriously. What was the best part about the road trip for you? Mm. I've said it once. I've said it again. Ben, you do a really great job of showing up when it counts, when it matters. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes your day to day, sometimes you'd be okay. lacking. Nope. Sometimes you really slack off we during can the just day. Stay but positive. But you were so clutch. I you booked clutch. every single hotel. You researched them well. We were comfortable at every single place we went to. Every place had a pack and play. Just those little yeah. things. We were able to say you and me, you and the dog. Yep. I uh, wild. I was like, I'm forgetting someone. Who is it? 
So I just cannot thank you enough for just making sure we got here safely and comfortably. Uh, you are a huge reason to person to celebrate and a huge part of the reason that we got here safely and comfortably. So I, I, that was my favorite part. Well, you're the reason why we're here. So how am I the reason why we're here? Babe? Well, we moved here for your career so you could pursue your dream in the showbiz. By the way, what were some of the first things you've noticed between LA and Chicago? LA is not walkable at all. No. Y'all we're, we're getting our shit together. So in Chicago, you can just be like, Oh, let me walk to that bar down Chicago's the street. Chicago is a, uh, a pancake. Yeah, pancake city chicago's pancake city this is not la is it's like a the it's a belgian waffle you know belgian no. waffles they have the little, la like, is hills. like a uh huevos rancheros it's chilaquiles it's just like ups and downs and there's a jalapeno and there's some sour cream and and so ben and i even when someone's when something says like oh this is a six minute walk away ben and i'll be like yeah we'll easily walk that yeah. but you'll just be hiking up the steepest hill ever fantastic so we're getting adjusted there, but what I am enjoying the weather. Your ass and Serena Williams. I said, if I continue walking up these hills the way I do, my ass is gonna sit on my back. You know, what since is, I had the baby, my ass has been slouching. I, can you give me the visual for that? That the visual is, <laughs> you see the ash, right? Okay. You want the ash to be tooted. You want there to be some some buoyancy to the ass. Like so you, where's the like muscle? You can throw a quarter on your ass and it'll pop back. You want Which it to be part lifted. of the ass? Is it the upper ass or the lower? Like, is it? Uh, the whole curve? glute, the whole glute cheek muscle. Oh, so it's you want it to be lifted the glute, so because it's, not the ass. it's like it's like with boobs too. It's like they sag over time, especially now that I've breastfed. There's they, muscles They've, in they've your been boobs? completely deflated. I'm just saying, you like a nice perky. As you, if you're watching the YouTube video, I'm, I'm giving great visual. You, you want can a nice work out perk. to get perky boobs. No, not to my knowledge, but you can work out to get a perky like you ass. Get abs, and you can do like a natural Brazilian butt lift if you work out enough. So it's like an L.A. butt lift. Yeah, I'm gonna have that L.A. booty. I got that. I got that G.A. booty, flattened out pancake by Chicago booty, and now it's gonna be rooted into the Serena Williams booty on my back again. Yeah, there, to Los there's Angeles. there's no walking to a bar here. No, no, no. You at can't all. put on a hill and click clickety clack. As someone was saying to us, we had a friend come over. Like for me, I was like, oh man, I could walk to Hop Leaf. I could literally jog to the Annoyance Bar and Theater. We were uh, still pretty far for you to do that, but yeah, yeah you're right. But, but for me, I mean, even but even Hopleaf was less than a mile from. Okay, what was your favorite part of the cheeks. road trip? See, this is you going negative. What oh, was favorite, your favorite part of the road trip? The the best part of the road trip. My singing trip was for sure listening to audiobooks. I listened to Thud by Terry Pratchett, and it was just really wonderful to drive through Arizona to see landscapes I've never seen before. Like I've been telling Amber, I'm like, oh, this reminds me of Red Dead Redemption, which is a video game I really enjoy playing. Or we drove through part of Wyoming and it reminded me of a really sort of um, noir kind of Western film, a neo-Western film called uh, Wind River. And then also remind me of Horizon Zero Dawn. So sort of the these beautiful like desolate landscapes were pretty haunting and Ben tell the good people you've already also started making friends a little bit which oh, yeah. you know I'm gonna make friends yeah, but like you're friends. making friends yeah, yeah talk to I, I joined a running club uh, I joined a comic book uh, reading group we read one comic book a month and it's been really great to reach out to people I there's a yoga studio right near us that we that we that's like one of the one things we could walk to. Yes, and it's completely even with flat. the hill. We'll put up with those hills because Not those yoga classes have been amazing. Is there a hill walking there? I think so. It's like yeah. down one and then up. 
you know, you know, stairs aren't hills, Amber. No, they're that's not. No, these is big booty hills, ass hills, I'm ass, actually, ass, ass I'm hills. I'm actually pretty proud of that. You want to read this podcast review? I do. We missed y'all so much last week. Ben and I had him over this week. I was like, oh my god, it has been forever since we recorded the podcast. He was like, it's been a week. Relax. But anyway, remember, remember, remember. If you are someone who's like. I want to get involved. I love you guys. You keep me entertained. But I don't have the money for the Patreon right now. Womp, womp, womp. You can still listen to it, friends. You can still lend your generous words to the wonderful world of Apple Podcasts. We're reading an Apple Podcast review right now. This one's from Lick Rich. Lick is in like liquor. L-I-Q. Lick Rich says, I'm here for it. I started off watching your TikToks and I've fallen in love with your podcast as well. You guys are hilarious, genuine, and really put me on to some good movies and books. Keep doing what you're doing and I'll be here to support and wish you guys nothing but success in all you do. People are really supportive. I love it. I I want to teach everybody because sometimes people come up to me all the time. They're like, how do you continue creating? How do you not get burnout? And... I've shared this story about the um, the yoga studio, right? Can yeah. I, can you give me thirty seconds to say that story? Uh, I think you've shared it on this podcast before. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. It's quicker. just it's just this quick. Damn, I can't. Why are we rushing? Faster. We already didn't give the people. So, as a yoga teacher, it's a really good practice at the end of a class to just have a moment of vulnerability, maybe with your class. It doesn't have to be some like deep deep dark trauma of yours but it's really nice when a teacher says like currently in my practice in my life I'm going through blank so I used to share stories all the time when I became a really new baby yoga teacher and then one day I noticed a couple of people in the class would like sneak out early to go do things and I would and then after that I was like you know what no like I'm not sharing anymore I I I taught this amazing class. I wanted to do a personal share and I saw a couple people sneak out the room and now I don't want to be vulnerable. The, the wall is up. And so one day one of my yoga mentors came up to me and they were like, why did you stop sharing? Like the best parts of your class was you doing some funny anecdote at the end of the class. And I was like, well, I stopped sharing because people were leaving early and that like, that's weird if I'm getting vulnerable and somebody's like, I don't have time for this stupid sob story. I'm out. And my teacher just reminded me, my mentor reminded me, well, what about all the people that stayed, that that held that space, that wanted to hear your story? Like you're paying so much attention to the two or three people that left and you're not paying attention and providing space for the 30 people that stayed to listen to your story. And so I always tell people like, no matter how nervous you are to like post that thing or tell that story, the, to the people that stayed to listen and provide you that space, like that's why you make that shit. That's why I have a compulsion to create. And there are so many incredible people that are continued to tell us like, just keep doing it. Like, what's wrong with it? I was talking to a friend recently and he's like, I want to post this thing, but I'm going to be mad if it gets three likes and I'm going to take it down. He's like, how do you get over, you know, being nervous about what people think? <laughs> and I directly was like, here's the thing, my guy. If if I post it, it's funny. If if I eat it, it's delicious. Okay. If If I suck it, it's sexy. Right. Just like mentally, that's what you have to tell yourself every single day. Right, Ben? Yeah. If I record it, somebody go listen to this shit. Even two years ago when we started the podcast, we still had like 80 people listening and saying like, yeah, you like it. I love it. Keep going with this shit. I can listen to some on the way to work or some on the way to a, a horrible conversation, breaking up with my boyfriend. So, and I needed these laughs. 
Ben, gas yourself up. We're, no. we're still doing this shit. Yeah, we we hundred uh, percent. Am are. I on my soapbox? No, Am I, I being a narcissist? No, well, always. But <sighs> here we go. I, I think something that made me realize is uh, we are in you know horror season, so I'm gonna watch the film Body Bodies Bodies Bodies. But one of the actresses uh, was oh, yeah. got got a really negative review, and the actress, in a very unprofessional manner reached out to the writer and then the writer responded it became a whole big thing anyway my thing though is like you thought he, that was unprofessional of her yeah you know the to, author to reach out to reach out to uh, as an yeah that's kind of that's kind of strange i know the streets were critic. really i know the streets were really team a man love but uh, but they're everybody's gonna critique I, what you do at some level i think the critics response to that was even more unprofessional absolutely okay to, that's that's all yeah, i need to i think say. that's I think all the I need critic to say. response was fucking stupid um, but I think the critic had probably never gotten that kind of attention. Like, listen, if you are a creator, an actress, and you put your your stuff out there, people are going to say really stupid shit. They're going to body shame you, all that stuff. And you could focus on that, but it will tear you down when you hone on that. So what, I, what I've started to do, if someone says some like really fucked up shit about something that I do, just look for somebody who's going to gas you up and say po- the positive there's way like, more of those people so, yeah so in this situation this actress read a terrible review uh, that sort of pinpointed her you know what she should have done she should have went and found a different review and read it to make herself sort of feel you know like no what i did was a, a good performance what the the film i was was a great film and sort of just remind yourself about that but never reach out to the people who say shit to you because they're that's oh, what they never. want you to fucking do. Of course that's they why, do. That's why I think uh, Amanla was in this case. Amanla. Whatever. Um, what's the actress's name? I think it's Amanla, but Ma- I like the idea of you calling Amanla. Amanla. Uh, I, I think her yeah. decision to do that was unprofessional. But again, to be clear, I think the critic's response to that was even more yeah. idiotic. I was like, why? Just just let it die. Let Sometimes a fire be trying to go out and people be putting lighter fluid on it. Anyway, listen to the people in your life that gas you up. Turn, turn those things on. Now, there is definitely, and we, Ben and I have been talking about this in our relationship, there's definitely a difference between like a bad review of your work and somebody actually trying to give you constructive feedback because I am somebody who is, does not take constructive feedback well. It's sort of hard for you to see the difference between the two at times. Yes. Well, because I tell Ben this all the time, but it matters who the messenger is. I know that that's really shitty, but when Kim K said, get your fucking ass up at work, like, that's a good message, but it matters who the messenger is. It really does. So when Ben is telling me to get my shit together, meanwhile, I'm like, you know. Your shit's not together. Right. I'm like, right. Now, hold on. You ain't even took a shit this morning, okay? So why don't you go sit on the pot? You do some work. And then you can come at me. But that's not true because Ben does have my best interest at heart. Anyway, let's talk about Woke uh, yeah. Season 2 because, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, yeah, so basically, if you've seen the first season, this would be a sequel to that. I'll give a short summary. Keith Knight has become a woke social media activist, which is pretty different than a regular activist. Uh, Ayana, who's an actual activist, sort of focuses on her story, her newspaper that is slowly dying. She's had to basically fire everybody. And then it also follows uh, Clovis, who he's gotten ripped and strong. And now he's starting to, like, become a better man. And he finds a love interest. Uh, And he's trying not to be such a terrible straight dude. Um, 
who's the uh Blake uh Blake Anderson? His character's uh, Gunther? Name. Gunther. Gunther just keep on no getting, development whatsoever. No development. He's just <laughs> He's very funny though. Very funny, but not much development as a character. And then uh then you get Laura, who is a very wealthy um Latino woman who is investing in Keith Knight and she's, you know, a millionaire. And there's this whole question of like, can you be an activist and be a millionaire? And the show doesn't really answer that. I think no. it sort of settles on that. You you, pro- you probably can't. Basically, every rich person for them to get really wealthy, you have to tear down people. You have to take advantage of people, which is a conversation I have a bunch with my dad when I go home. So yeah, that's woke season two. Lots of things are going on. Keith Knight is working on the Keith Knight project, which is to give shoes to all the unhoused. Yeah, this season, sort there were lots of great jokes. What this show does really well is a lot of funky wordplay and a lot of kooky characters. Um, at some point this season, Clovis's or T Murph's dad. There's one episode just with his dad and how kooky his dad is because he's like hotep to the extreme. He's like, Oh son, don't tell me you eat pussy now. Like people, y'all here, y'all go changing pronouns. They trying to get the black man that, you know, just very hotepy. And there are some funny quips here and there, but I think what this season really lacks is character development, clear story arc. It's like they took something funny and everybody's like, Ooh, what if, what if Keith Knight sold uh, or gifted, people who are people who are homeless shoes and then what if people had a conspiracy that those shoes had 5g in them and what if they actually had 5g in them and what if those shoes combusted into flames and it's like okay fine but what happened to these like fantastical characters and his subconscious what happened to any sort of character development like at one point ayana is like dating lots of different people but then She's kind of not dating people and uh, Clovis gets a girlfriend, but they just kind of hang out and bop around together. Uh, there, There's no clear like, wow, these characters really have become different people. And I don't know. It, it was really hard near the end, like at the finale episode. I was like, Ben, what's happening now? So near the end of the, ep- the season there, that that what's happening now is like, I get why this was canceled, sadly. So funny, though. But yeah. Yeah, well, this whole thing becomes more about community. So they're, tr- I, I think the show was trying to struggle. It struggled to find what it was going to be because it all turns into this sitcom, basically. Yeah. Like, think of New Girl, and, it, you know, obviously the main character is, you know, very, was very famously on New Girl. But it, but it also fills that hole of like, ah, oh, they're giving a little bit of Atlanta vibes here and then it becomes like well what need is this show filling if it's doing exactly what these four other sitcoms are doing in one little stew i think so the main plot is what amber said is that keith knight has this money he's created the social media platform talking about his assault by the police and standing up to the san francisco pd that was great yes so that it starts with that. He wants to give shoes to everybody. He gets an investor, but it turns out, and I thought this was more of like a science fictional part. This right. is the what they call the novum in science fiction. Ooh, which what is that? A, novum is basically the thing that makes science fiction science fiction. Um, to give you more like 
definite uh, definition. It's to describe the scientifically plausible innovations of science fiction. So we don't, people are not putting 5G inside shoes, or at least I don't know if there's 5G sort of chips powerful enough that are you know, battery powered that you could fit inside a shoe. So that itself is science fiction, right? That's not a a thing that has happened. So I thought that was pretty cool, but we don't really find that out until towards the end of the season. I felt like they should have ran with that. Okay. And they should have made it this company that is doing that is actually doing it to mind control people like you then just go off the fucking deep end. Yeah. Let me see those zombies and let me see. I don't know the they kept calling homeless people in this story the unhoused yes. people which quick tangent is weird to me not i i think if you're going to make a, a word upgrade it should just be people first language so it's like people well, who are unhomeless. homeless refers to someone not having a home these people might have a home on the streets they just don't have a house they're they're unhoused oh is that the discrepancy i, I think so i think that's sort of the more like the more kinder word homelessness has a much more Darker, oh, there's definitely a stigma attached to the word homeless. Like yeah, I, I, un- that is irrefutable. because homeless. Yeah. So I think unhoused is sort of the better, the better phrase. Yeah. But something about that felt like the untethered and the un like I, something about it for me was like, this is even more strange. Like I think they, I think people ch- without homes sounds, I don't yeah. know. I think for I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. Yeah. But if, if they would have made this like collect population of people without homes, the like the zombies that rose up and like started attacking the city in like this post-apocalyptic like cool way i think that would have at least made for more entertainment or something but that would tap into the the unfounded fear that homeless people are more likely to commit crimes when actually more they're more likely to have crimes committed to them okay well maybe they created like a utopia and then everybody wanted to be a part of that and then something just just go a little bit further something with the 5g that was way more insidious like they should have had the bigger corporation to be way more insidious they also i mean we they had some really cool scenes with these animated clay figurines and they didn't really lean into that. That was the thing right. About they forgot woke. about that. Yeah, I mean, it was a. There was one scene where a garbage can talks, and Keith is like, "Oh, makes a comment about how garbage cans all look alike." He's like, "Oh, what what garbage cans all look alike?" And he sort of flips it or makes it like a a, a racial issue, which I thought was sort of funny. But they should have leaned more into that. Yeah. And, and you literally have like a built-in do ex machina. Like you have a way. I'm not for, understanding. So yeah, I loved uh, ex machina, but yeah. So um, so basically, it means it's a plot device. God in the machine. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, no. Keep going. All right. So the God in the machine is a plot device in which a writer or creator uses some sort of like brush away to explain a plot to get someone from point A to point B that doesn't necessarily make sense. Give me an okay. example in another movie. Um uh I I can't I'll I'll give an example in God this case. and the machine. Yeah. So who's God Lamorne is God it's, and the No 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 the no, 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 no 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 you're 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 getting very confused. It's just a plot device to say, oh you know all right, I, I'll give it a random example. All right, so you are in a crowded room and 
there's a bomb that's about to go off. You're like, how do you dis- diffuse this bomb? And you're like, okay. Oh, thank God we have a bomb diffuser who just came back from Iraq. They're just right here. Oh, thank you. So that you see this all clear. the time yes, in films. Yes. Like all the like time. Some sort of like ironic divinity or, or yeah, just it's like just, right place, right yeah, time. Like one, okay. one in a million chances. And here it is. You know, that's like do X machina yeah it's okay god in the machine um and it's just a way that writers and creators can sort of get from point a to point b without having to do a lot of work do ex machina duh ex machina yes and this show has a do ex machina duh duh it's french right duh ex machina built anyway let me get to the point it has a built-in do ex Machina inside its very structure, which is any character or Keith specifically, if he needs to know something, he could just have any inanimate object come alive and correct. tell him that. Yes, you are right? correct. I like, understand what you're saying. So, now. so you you could do really bizarre things, right? You could have you could have you know these objects seeing things and telling him and him knowing things that he should not know at all. And now you're just you you literally like the black phone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You could you could literally do anything. And you chose to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And they just didn't they Y'all didn't use done it effectively. Anything. It was so frustrating because I yes. think that was the fantastical element of the first season that made me super interested in continue watching it. And then this season you have this science fictional element of five G and shoes. And you could have really gone like they mentioned, they referenced like Pizzagate and they referenced all these scandals. You could have really made that the whole thing. And I th- I feel like this show didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah. And even at one point, Blake Anderson was like, oh, this is like Shuanon. Like, Shuanon. Like yes. Like, like they did a the fun wordplay. I was like, okay, make it, make it this big culty thing. And they were like, no, nah, we're just going to be outraged that this is happening and, and try to diffuse it. And it was very like, what is it in improv? Like they didn't protect the free like don't do this don't just be like don't try to explain it all away or rationalize it like like we're willing to suspend disbelief if you just keep going there but they like it almost felt like they were like ah we're doing too much let's scale back it's like no keep going keep going yeah. take it there or well the thing, you remember with the koala in season one or that was so funny just like everybody's caring about this yes. koala and then there's just like these big love fests about this koala but nobody cares about the black man and it just like heightened 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 and it was like yes they should have done more of that. They did have a scene where there is a like child activist. Yes, who, Luna Johnson. And, it, and th- that is very funny. And it turns out that Keith Knight goes on this show. It's like, who's your kin? Who's your kin? It turns out that his ancestors were like the the one of the few black slave owners. Yes, which destroys <laughs> his image. It was, like, was, that, it was hosted by Doc Noir. Doc like, Noir. That was that was great so character. funny. There were so many funny parts yeah. of the show. And and I I feel like they wanted to do this whole. They tried to do too much, right? Like you you yeah. lean into the hilarity or like the chaos of you know child activists. Yeah. I think they should have leaned into it, that. Do it. Yeah. If and, they look and give them a show, and and then they sh- you should you have this must you had this potential for a mustache twirling you know uh pro you know non-profit for profit have you ever heard this yes phrase? so non-profit for profit that should have been your mustache twirling and they're like trying to put 
you know, 5G in people's shoes. And now they're trying to put it inside the homeless's, like the unhoused skin, or they're trying to do like something yes. really nefarious. And then and there evil. were other times where I was like, oh, I could see like Laura and Ayana hooking up. And then there's going to probably maybe be this like, oh my gosh, like the the social activist is now sleeping with like a big capitalist. Yes. Like what are they, they going to do with this? And then they did it. nothing. I, I was like, I, wait, I, there was I, a little I, bit of I, sexual I, tension here. And maybe... It it wasn't happening. I don't know. Every at every chance they could have like made a move on this show, they decided to, to like friend zone themselves. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I mean, I I think with that being said, oh hell, like, I I don't I don't think there's really much else to say. Is that there well? Should are, people watch it? Get, get, I think because we did just so, yeah no fucking destroy think, it. With, those, those were a I lot think, of sides with it. I think people can watch this to see very short sketches that are yes. very funny right yes like there's a whole scene where all the roommates are gathered together and at this point ayana you know her newspaper has gone under so she has to live in with um the, the three men and the father's here and and the the father who's his hotep father um clovis ends up having to like admit that he eats pussy very funny scene sort of perfect like a perfect perfect set scene for how to write like a short little sketch and then you have a sketch with as you mentioned dark noir where a, noir. A, a black activist who's like black lives matter fuck the police turns out that he has black ancestors who are one of the few black slave owning people this just played so well like they yeah. could have done a lot more of that kind of absurd absurdity yeah and that's the magic of atlanta Atlanta's yeah. like, oh no, we're gonna take it there. We're just gonna or, do a a, a a random episode that has nothing to do with nothing, and we don't have to explain. Like it's just gonna be insane. I do have an essential question to ask you, which was but, the, which I was gonna ask earlier. I'm sorry, I interrupted you earlier. But to the other thing is that you you lean. They keep on mentioning Keith Knight as a superhero, and they should have mentioned. They should have leaned into his superhero is his ability to talk to inanimate objects and to get in information from inanimate objects. And near I've, the end, he wasn't even a cartoonist anymore. I was like, he hasn't drawn in a year yeah, at this point. Yeah, and so now one of the people in the unhoused community, the unhoused, the homeless people, who I, I really did enjoy that they were featuring like homeless people, like this one character who was homeless, who was regularly like, he was got a series regular on the show and he kind of be became sort of like a part of the movement and everything. Um, he's very well dressed. <laughs> I guess everybody was very chicly dressed and I get it. They were really trying to say like, let's fuck this stigma on Hom homeless people being stinky and smelly and, yeah, because and having holes in house, not having a whole a correct, house. Correct. Uh, unhoused is many, many different kinds of people. And I like that they pushed our thinking there, but there were times where I'm just like, at this point, they're not even like cartoons and drawings anymore. And then one thing, one drawing near the end of the season, I was like, now that looks like a second grader drew it. Like, give a little bit more effort. I, I think Keith Knight, maybe the creator, sort of got lost in like what what you do well, which we all have done, right? I, I, We've all forgotten for a minute. Like, what do I do really, really we, well? Let we me actually, just go back to that. Well, we don't know that. I think you have to be careful when you're making film. There are so many different kinds of people. There are producers, executive producers. There are, you know, the men in the suits that are saying, well, hey. Well, he had a say. Again, we don't, we don't know. Like, he could have written this whole thing. And, like, 
this could have been a 16 16, they only had eight episodes so you're sort of limited in what you can do you have 22 minutes he could have had this whole other thing like actually we're cutting your budget and to do animation to do mixed media costs extra money Right, so maybe those mm. scenes had to be nixed, and he was like, yeah. "Shoot, you know." But that was you, the whole show, right? Again, but you don't you don't know with these kinds of things. So I think it's you have to be very careful unless you have like hard data to see, like, hey, the reason this didn't happen. All we know is that of what we watched, and it, you're correct. It I misspoke. Didn't, yeah, it, it's fine. Do you think you can be a social activist um, online and have as great an impact with ethical standards? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So there is not one activist on the internet right now that you think is like this person not is doing so, the work that needs to be done. I would, I would say if they're just doing it online, they are jerking their self, their selves off. What if they that. have anxiety about doing things outside, but they've made like a lot of social impact? Cause I disagree um, with you. Well, you, you th- look at like organizing the, you need people in the background typing on their computer, organizing, running Facebook groups. But what if they're raising money and making sure that money is allocated appropriately? They're just doing it from their home. Well, that's different. I'm talking about what Keith Knight does in the show, which is saying like, hey, y'all, I'm out here and just like talking about activism. Oh, that's That's, not what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Social. When I say social media activist, that's what I refer to as someone. So you think a social media activist is different from an activist who has social media handles? Correct. Right. Because but so, didn't Keith Knight get on the mic at a couple rallies and speak up and beat the streets and try to give the the unhoused population jobs right. and shoes? So, so up and about halfway through the season, he is just talking to his followers online. He's drawing things. And then he wants to be like, well, I actually want to do something physical. So he yeah. moves from you being You don't think those social... political comics were moving the mark on activism in any way? <sighs> Are I you think, saying I right now that art doesn't engender empathy? An art, and he, someone very jokingly calls him like an artivist. Yeah, you don't uh, think art can have an impact? Ooh, I think it's that's a pretty I bold statement. Does what, when you talk about activism? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know if there's an answer for it right now. My hesitancy, talking specifically about, for, for I'm not so much concerned with art per se. I'm talking so much just. The way social media is structured, which is essentially to stroke your own ego. Yeah, and I so can see if that. you if you're on social media and you're calling out racism and you're calling out homophobia and you're doing all this, you're sort of in this echo chamber, right? Yes. Because no I one's agree. Gonna, no one's gonna hear that and change their opinions. Yeah. Um, because they social might media, they might be inclined to say, like, oh, I felt that this was an important cause, but now I see really the nuances and, and how this is important. Because I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't learned things on social media by listening directly to a person who's Muslim, but, uh, directly to a person who wears a job, uh, directly to a person who's been adopted. Like it's like, But I was already on that side of the issue. Right. No. So what you're talking about then is education. Where I'm talking about the structure of how social media says like... Um, <laughs> I I think you're talking about education and information being passed through the social media platform, through a social media platform. That's not a form of activism? It, I wasn't that, educated that is, by someone's activism? That is. I'm talking about social media 
like an act, social media activist who was like, y'all like, you know, black lives matter. And this person was killed. Like you need to, you know, support like blah, blah, blah. Where if you're explaining and sort of giving a, a presentation or a lecture on the nuances, I'm, I'm talking about virtue, virtue sing, signaling and okay, you're talking about performative and yes, yeah. yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, what if you are a creator who is disabled and you create nail content and yoga content, but you also create like this place isn't accessible for the following reasons? Like, yeah, does that make you an activist? I guess what is what is an activist? Look it up. I don't know. And then we'll wrap up. What is an <laughs> activist? That that stuff matters. A person who campaigns to bring about political or social change. Yeah, so not guess, every it didn't say every day. It says no, no, a no, person who no, campaigns. No, no, campaign campaigning. So I guess social Look media is campaign. a way to campaign or Correct. To, or to present your view. Correct. Yeah. And with that being said, I would love for y'all to tap in on this conversation because what what really is an activist nowadays? It, because you can have a whole bunch of different content and then every now and then you can call attention to a, a greater cause, uh, a worthy cause. Does that mean you're not an activist or not? I don't know. With that being said, Ben, why don't you warp up the show? All right. So in conclusion, check out Woke Season 2. Watch it on the background woke season one is <laughs> way way better i wish i wish this show had gotten more funding and more time to tell the stories that it wanted to tell uh i feel like there were four or five different storylines that could have been told over you know four or five seasons uh i think yeah it's just it's the way of the world right now tv shows need to like catch us really quickly and move really fast and yeah. I think woke had had a got a lot of great ideas, but didn't really stick the landing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. Up next, we will be discussing the book Darkly. Go get it, Ben. It's right there. Darkly. It's by Leela Taylor, and it's about the history of Afro goth. If you are a goth black girl out there, a black person, I always just default to black girl. If you are a goth black out there, this is the book for you. Um, it is a visceral horror, inherent gothiness of black America and her own story of being in the goth scene. So it's kind of like a biography, right? Yeah. And it's perfect for spooky season. So be sure to read Darkly. Listen to it on Audible like I will also be doing along with the book. And we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.